Hello and welcome to the Good Questioning Game of Thrones podcast, where today we will be discussing the first three episodes of everyone's favourite TV show, Game of Thrones. You may ask, Sam, why are we just talking about the first three episodes? It's because I've only ever seen the first three episodes. As always, I am Sam here with... Who are you with, Sam? I am with Kevin. Oh, that's me. That's we, me. we still don't have Ellie, and Jamie is gone for a week. So anyway, yes, I know I start with this jokey Game of Thrones intro, but that is because first we have to amend something last week. When Kevin and Jamie were discussing whether Daenerys Targaryen is married in the first episode, in which, yes, she is. She has a wedding in the first episode. I watched three episodes this morning, and yes, that was that was the conclusion I came to. You watched them in the wrong order then. So you watched three, two, and then one. So yeah, I would have been right. Thank you very much. Have a good day, sir. I just watched the DVD that said disc one. It had episode one and two on it. Then I put in this two, watched the first episode, and went to bed. I'm, well, Jamie's not even here for him to gloat in his, you know, success. Wait a minute, wait a minute. I'll do a Jamie impression. I'll be just like it's here. Streets of Rage. 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 Out of Streets of Rage. Streets of Rage 2. And we'll end on that there. Thank you. Yes. Uh, we miss you, Jamie. <laughs> Show is not as good without you. Yep. yep. So. I don't think you quite got the accent, though. So today, we are talking about Kevin's top five strategy games. Is that right, Kevin? No. Can we make it like a top ten? Alright, okay then. Today we have <laughs> No 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 I'm watch, just Today we have watch Kevin's top ten strategy games of all time. No, we're not gonna do ten. That is just well, I mean we can do ten, but I've I've obviously not got the list of ten. I just did five, but it was really hard to get five just because of like how many strategy games that I have played or do play still. One so, at a time, of course, but still. So we are not having watch Kevin. We are having the Good Questioning Games podcast. It only took me two minutes and fifteen seconds to get to that. And today's Good Questioning Games podcast We'll be on Kevin's top five strategy games of all time. Just, just before we start, Kevin, we all know I'm not very experienced with strategy games. I would say... You don't know what you're missing. I have gotten into them a lot more the past year than I have been any other time. But the, the thing is, how long have you been playing? What, what's your experience of strategy games? Because we all know you're, you're in the hot seat today because you said it's your favourite genre. Oh, yeah. So can, can you just take us... On a brief walk down Kevin's memory lane. Kevin's strategy game memory lane. Uh, first strategy game that I ever played was probably... It's a strata slash puzzle. Would have been Star Trek 25th Century. Never played it. On PC, yeah. So um, there is way, different ways to play the game, but basically you have puzzles to solve before you can complete the level and then go on. But obviously like within within the game there are aspects of like strategy, so you can choose to go all guns blazing, or well, you usually use a red shirt if you, you know, Go in that way usually, but um, yeah, and you can just like talk or like you know do different things. It's quite a basic game, obviously. It was a long time ago. Now the thing is, Kevin, like there is an issue I expected to run into at some point, but I didn't expect to run into it so soon. No, no. How how do you you know how is this different to a role playing game? Well, you're not taking a character and you know skills, attributes, dexterity. You know, um, class points, cross class, you know, all the kind of things. The generic things you would see in, like, a, a kind of role-playing game. Strategies, very, very different strategies about base, building, resource management, 
micro macro kind of things which you wouldn't really find in a role playing game. Fair enough. <laughs> Let's just go on, you know, because I know for fact some of the strategy games I have been playing a lot kind of just across. Well, I, I think you guess my number one. By the time we get to there, you'll be like, well, there's only one game that you talk about all the time, and it's not been on the list yet, so yeah. guaranteed it will be there. And if people listen to the first podcast, they would know which game that is as well. Yes. Do you think they'll pause it and then go back to the first one and see if they remember? Uh, they might, and if they do, that will hurt my analytics. So, it, it would indeed. So, shall we begin? Yes. With so number 17. All right, what so is, my 17th what is your best number strategy. Five, number five. <laughs> number five. Um, I'm going to take Reunion. A game I've never even heard of. Never even heard of. So um, Reunion was a 1995 or 96 um, game for PC. Um, it was done by Grand Slam Studios. And um, it was... Do you remember the original XCOM? Uh, somewhat, yes. Yeah. I've never played any XCOM games. Ah, okay. So, okay, I can't use it. You. So, um, basically, it was like a, a screen looking on, and there'd be like different bars at the top where you could kind of go into your buy menu, your spaceships menu, the ground menu, you know, like to your base. Yeah. And obviously, it'd be a grade where you would build your base, and um, you could go to the star map. You would pick planets. You would like resource mine from those planets. You could yeah. build colonies on those planets, and your ultimate aim was to get back to Earth, pretty much. All right. Fair I enough. mean, the story gets set up right at the beginning. It's like this massive, big, long intro. I think it lasts for. All, I'm going to say over five minutes. It's like over a five-minute intro of just, right. like, kind of a comic kind of intro. All right. So it's, it's, it's pretty cool. And um, But as I've, as I've grown up, the game, obviously I've noticed that the game is very, very linear, so things happen at certain as you would expect from, like, a really older game. But um, I, I guess what I really loved about it was just hard to point out, really. I don't know why. It was just one of the one of the earliest games that I played and I had so much fun playing it. The thing is, like, a lot of the time, it sounds like the reason this makes the list is something that I feel like you laugh at a lot with me, and it's the fact that it's made it on because of nostalgia. Nostalgia. I, I, I feel like you're doing what I always do. Well, that's the thing. It's my top five, yeah? So I'm going to yeah. like play the, pick the ones that are, like mean the most to me. Um, so you're basically putting this in... Basically, what you're telling me is it's purely nostalgia. Um, as game creation goes, you know, it's quite, uh, for the time, I guess it's quite a big game, I would say, well, I'm trying to think how big it would be, it, would, it, went on a, it wouldn't fit on a, a floppy disk back then, it had to go on a CD, um, so it would probably be over 1.44 megabytes then, because that was the storage <laughs> space of a floppy disk back then, um, but yeah. And there was just, I guess there was so much, even though like it was linear, there was so much replayability, you could do things so many different ways. And you just had so much fun playing it every single time. And I remember the um, the, the, the ground combat was just... Well, I'd never played anything like that before, to be honest. And it was just, you know, you get, like, a line of tanks. And, like, you're attacking by, like, aircraft or something like that. And, like, you... It was it was a learning curve. So the, the aircraft kind of attacked, like, one, two squares forward. No, one square forward. Or it was, like, kind of two squares diagonally and then straight forward. So, in order to engage the aircraft, you have to learn to like just come straight face to face with it, and then you could shoot it at the same time. But if you like had them at kind of like an angle, and you would just like die straight away. So like yeah. finding that out was like really quite fun, and then obviously trying to unlock all the research. So like you might miss one of the slots, and there was like maybe sixty researches that you could do, and you would either find them in the game or you would do them yourself just by playing the game. And um, no, it was just there was so much to the game, and I just loved playing it. 
and um, I still play it to this day. Um, obviously, you have to get like a Windows box or something like that because your computers don't play it now. But um, yeah, it's just, it was just so much fun for me as a youngster to play, and um, the space combat as well. That was one of my favorites, and all it was was just like dots. So like for you, you'd have like a little yellow dot, a little green dot, or a huge big kind of oval shape with like a outer green and then like an inner yellow. And um, it's like on a little battle, circular battle screen, and they just kind of moved about, and like they just kind of exploded. Like you didn't do anything; you just watched it, and you're just like, it was so simple, so so simple. But I just loved it so so much. So it sounds almost pen and paper esque. Um, it sounds almost like you could play this game on a pen and paper if you knew the system was deep enough. You'd have to. From what you're saying to me, if you if you understood the systems, the impression I'm getting, maybe I'm wrong because I've never played it. What we should do is bring up screenshots. No, what we should do is, like, we should, next time, what we should do is, like, tell each other our top fives, and then we can go and look at those games so we can actually be like, oh, yes, I've looked at this game, and I just quite like it. Because... <laughs> I kind of like the kind of more honest. It's like, I've never heard of this, no. Which is, yeah. like, usually my like my answer when you talk about your games. Yeah, I'm just like, no, yeah the thing it. is, it's no, like, me it. and Kevin are swapping places, because usually, <laughs> usually it's me talking about, like, Final Fantasy or Kingdom Hearts or Mega Man or Super Castlevania or something like that. Which maybe one in ten have played. Yeah. If you're lucky. Or even Fallout, because Kevin's not played Fallout. I played Fallout. No, Skyrim you haven't played. I played them both. How many hours have you put into Skyrim? In Skyrim, about point five. You've not played them. <laughs> well, I've watched like gameplays and stuff like that of it, so does that you've, count? You've not played Skyrim until your playtime is in the hundreds. Well, I'm probably never going to get there. I watch my girlfriend when she plays it. So does that count? No, that doesn't count. Really? Because I feel like I would know about the game if I just watched that. No? I feel you're cheating me out here of, like, time playing. But it's fine. It's fine. It's, uh, you do what you want. It's okay. So, the pen and paper thing. Um, I, Do I want to say yes? You could. I mean, you'd have to draw a lot and add things in, but... Sure, I guess so. But to be honest, we draw a lot and add things in when we play tabletop role-playing games. Mm, and none of us complain about that. That's like the best thing in my life. It did work in a time system, so you'd have to incorporate that into Ah, so it wasn't turn-based. No, no, no. No, it was like uh, time-wise. And what you could do is you could left-click on the time and that would like speed the time up a little bit. Or you could right-click on the time and that would like really, really like skip through the time. Alright, really alright, okay. Yeah. So it sounds like it wouldn't work and I was wrong. Anything else to say about what was this game called? Reunion. Anything else to say about Reunion? Not that I can think of. Not that I can think of. Just before we move on, it's interesting how we've mentioned Star Trek X Common Reunion so far. They're all sci-fi themed. Is that something that's going to continue? Or don't don't tell us, but just Sam, well, possibly. No, no, that I've made that observation this early. So, anything else to say on your end? So, shall we move on to number four? Number four. Any any guesses? Nah. No? We just talked about it. Star Trek? Nope. <laughs> XCOM? <laughs> no, I was kidding. I was kidding. No, we've not talked about it. It's um, Homeworld, but I'm going to take the remastered version. Ah, yes. That's the one with the green alien dude. Or have I got the wrong game? You got the wrong game. What green alien dude? Is it, is it not Homeworld Remastered on Xbox One? You see, like, the little thumbnail and it's a little green alien dude. Nope. With, like, a weirdly long tongue. 
Oh, no. no, no, this one. This is um, very, very different. It's like spaceships. Yeah, so, I mean, I am thinking of a blue, is it a blue alien? On a cover of a kind of space game, but... Alright, so next week we'll start off with me bringing back and saying whatever game I am thinking about. Yeah, we can find it and you can tell us and I'll be like, oh yeah, I know that game. But no. Um, number four is Homeworld Remastered. Um, oh, I was thinking about Oddworld. Or yeah. Okay, that, that's not what I was thinking of when I was thinking of the green alien. Or the blue alien. So, yeah. mm. Were you but, thinking of EFL 43 by any chance? <gasps> no. <laughs> I was not. James Cameron's Avatar? No. Possibly the worst film I've ever seen. Really? You think it was the worst film you've ever seen? Avatar? Actually, you're right. I've seen Dirty Dancing. <laughs> I think people would disagree that that's the bad film as well, but... Yeah, I've also seen Grease, so... Again, people would very disagree with you. You're taking these kind of these two older films here and kind of trying to compare them against Avatar, which is completely CGI. Yeah, no, the only thing they've got in common is that they're all bad films. <laughs> well, as we know, that all these things are subjective, so... Because, I mean, Grease was fine for me. I enjoyed watching Grease. Oh, in fact, I've only seen Dirty Dancing, like, once, so I couldn't say too much on that. Interesting story. I know we're going on a tangent, but I like these tangents. The first time I ever saw Dirty Dancing was on a holiday. But you say first time. The only time. Ah, now you change your tune, huh? What you mean to say is I watched it many a times because it's one of my favourite films. Well, it was the first time I ever watched it, but since then I have, like, watched past people who were watching it. Like, I, I've never seen any of it before then. Uh, and on that same holiday... I watched five films for the first time, and Dirty Dancing was the worst of the lot. On that holiday, uh, I stayed up all night with, well, not all night, but uh, we started pretty early in the afternoon, and me and my granddad sat and watched the entirety of the Christian Bale Batman trilogy. We just sat there, didn't move, watched it all, and you know, The Dark Knight's a great movie. It is. And also on that holiday, I saw The Matrix for the first time. Really? Yeah. Wow. I thought you would have watched The Matrix a lot earlier than that. No, I only actually saw it a few years ago. Huh. I remember watching The Matrix. And then everybody was like, huh? Batteries? They got progressively worse, though. Admittedly, they did get progressively worse. The first one was the best one. Uh, well, the thing is, The Animatrix is a good movie. Have you read that mini-book? From no. the Matrix, it's called The Matawix. It's like a parody from. Alright. It's, it's actually really, really funny. Have, I, have you ever seen The Animatrix? No. It's kind of an anime. I've not seen it, but from what I hear, it's an anime sequel to The Matrix. I believe it definitely came out after the second one. It might have came out after the third one. And a lot of people say it's like the second best Matrix movie. Because it's, actually, because it's actually a competent and good movie. Here's a question for you. I know we've gone completely off strategy games. We did when in in the Matrix, in the Matrix, do you in the movie series The Matrix, do you think the quote unquote real world is actually the real world? Yes. Well, there's a fan theory out there. Oh, right, okay. That states that the real world quote unquote we see in the Matrix is actually a simulation that the humans have trapped the robots in. Interesting. So the theory basically goes that, right, so Neo the one, Keanu Reeves' character, can 
manipulate the real world. And the third one that I've never seen. Is this right? Well, you can kind of do that in the second one as well. Even in the first one, you can kind of manipulate the world. Well, the, the computer world. No, like the, yeah, well, this. And then in the second, I'm sure it's the second one, he kind of manipulates the real world because he kind of yeah. pushes like a force out and like kind of... The nature of his power is he should only be able to do that in the Matrix. Should do. Also, the fact that as Futurama pointed out, one of my favourite TV shows, the idea of humans as batteries isn't really that efficient. Of course not. So, so think of all the energy you have to do to keep them alive. <laughs> to get that output. Yeah. I forget the like the energy the energy output that it's in the film. I forget. But so you have it, to imagine how much it takes to keep them yeah. alive and warm and stuff. That so yeah, the fan the fan theory was just that in the real world the humans trapped these machines in this matrix because they knew that the machines kind of had the ability to like overtake everything. So they were able to use the power of the machines. Like the power of these self-conscious AIs and the ability of them to upgrade themselves, they were able to observe everything. We put them in there and upgrade them and get better computers in the real world, without the risk of a backfire and getting Skynet. Matrix v Matrix v Terminator. Hey, there's a much better <laughs> crossover. I know we've gone completely off topic, so we may as well kind of steer into it. But while we're talking about the Terminator, have you ever seen? The fan theory. I'm talking a lot about movie fan, fan theories today. I don't know why. Are you sure to watch a lot of movies over the weekend or something? No, I actually haven't. <laughs> but have you ever seen the theory that a Titanic and Terminator is connected? I have not heard or seen that one anywhere. The fan theory is that... Is his name Jack? Who? The Terminator? No, no the, guy in Term <laughs> the, guy the, the guy in Titanic. Yeah. Yes, he is sent back in time to save, is it Rose? Mm-hmm. Because she has to give birth to, I believe, it's Sarah Connor. Okay. And the only evidence behind this, I love this theory because it's got next to no evidence, but it's amazing, is that um, Jack has hair that hasn't been invented yet. He references a lake that doesn't exist yet or something like that. And they're directed by the same person. That is all the evidence that exists, and I love this kind of stupid fan theory. It's like, it's, with me, it's like, number one, it's, it's all just a dream fan theories. Because you can do that with anything. You can make up one right now. Give me a movie. Any movie? Yes. First movie that comes into your head. <laughs> Dirty Dancing. Alright, Dirty Dancing. <laughs> it is all in the head of this, this like, deranged, like, guy that lives in a cabin. He, like, he thinks he's really good at dancing. And he, like, kidnaps these women and makes them do the dances with them. And we just see it from his point of view. Mm-hmm. It's all in his head. He is actually a serial killer. That's pretty dark. It's all in his head. I'm going to go with no. I reject your theory. <laughs> <laughs> okay, should we continue with number four? We probably yes. go for another tangent. What was number four? You can't remember. No. I should just change it then. And you'd be like, sure, are you sure about that? I'd be like, yeah, that's what I said last time. So it was Homeworld Remastered that I picked for Yes, it was that one. You ever played any of the Homeworlds at all? No. Never at all. Okay, so this is a space strategy. So you have like a big mothership, as it were, and you can make obviously fighters, corvettes, um, battleships, and you can make other capital ships as well. You build a shipyard for that, which is, and then you would build destroyers and stuff. Star um, destroyers? 
Not quite a Star Destroyer, I'm sorry. They look completely different to a Star Destroyer. But they'll have cool weaponry. Some are like ion cannons or like heavy missile batteries or something like that. You can get like infiltration, I forget the name, infiltration ships. And it's just basically, you, they'll, if it survives and you get really close to it, it'll dock with the enemy ship and it'll slowly take it over. Like deploy marines. And um, it's quite fun to try and take over a ship like that. It's really cool. But usually they just destroy them. Obviously AI just targets them as like the, the highest kind of target priority. So they'll just skip to that. Yeah. So it's frustrating, but yeah, it works. But um, no, I um, I forget when this game came out originally. Um, but it was the first one. And then I think it was maybe early 2000s. No, maybe early 2000s. Or just pre-2000s that it would have came out the second one. And... Um, the remastered was only a couple of years ago for the remastered one, I think. Um, originally, I did like two, but um, just because obviously graphically it was a lot, you know, visually it was a lot better. Um, but the first one, I, I kind of liked it because you could put all the ships in different formations. You could like a sphere or a, or a square or like a grid, you know, or like a, a, a battle line. Um, and it was, you could like. Oh, you can just imagine like your different tiers of ships and you could just like put them in different formations and make it like really look kind of cool like as you're attacking. Um, whereas kind of in the second one, it they really cut back on that and it was like basically you built a group of fighters instead and you could like pretty much just change them to aggressive, passive or defensive and that pretty much made them like a, a V or a line or like a kind of um, claw kind of formation. And it was like could, really kind of... Could one call it a... Flying V. Yeah, it was a flying V, yes. Quack. 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 What is it with me in movies today? I don't know. I'm just making a lot of references for you to pick up on, I guess. Possibly. I guess. If I said it looks like a claw, are you going to go into... The claw! Which one are you referencing, though? Are you referencing Toy Story or Liar Liar? You have saved my life. I am eternally grateful. <laughs> okay, it's Toy Story you're going for. You ever seen Liar Liar, though? No, actually, have Oh my god. Good lord. Okay, go watch this. It's much better than Dirty Dancing. Trust me. Um, so, yeah, so. Because you're watching Game of Thrones, dude. Well, you're going to have to just prioritise your time. And, like, cancel one and a half episodes of Game of Thrones, watch Liar Liar, boom, you're fine. No, I'll just watch Game of Thrones. <laughs> Until you get to season I'm seven. I'm actually hooked on Game of Thrones, like, three episodes in. That's what happens. That's why everybody talked about it and everybody watched it. It's okay, we're not going to spoil it for you. Don't worry. Well, you know what's interesting to me, though? Just like, you know those people that are always like, I have never seen an episode of Game of Thrones. I'm so proud. Blah, 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 blah. Now you're it's on the like, other end saying, oh, you don't know what you're I, I, I was never that kind of person. I was just like, like, okay, people like the show. Why is it so weird that people watch it? It's like, I was always there. But that was like, I don't, I never get why these people are like, haha, I've never watched this popular show. And it's like, okay, it's, it's well in fantasy. It's I don't know, who doesn't like, who doesn't like kind of medieval slash adventure slash fantasy slash dragons slash zone, what you could nudity. nudity as well, everybody likes that, let's be honest. Um, so yeah, it kind of incorporates all these things that people love and people watch all the time, yeah. so I don't know why. I think some people got turned off by the violence and the as as um, Jamie said, the violence and the brutality of it all. But, but the thing is, to know that you would have had to watch an episode. True. 
Are we saying that people have not watched it or have like watched it? Yeah, those like people it, who are always just there like, I've never watched an episode <laughs> and I'm so proud of myself. But you basically could get something to tell you it's really brutal, and, don't watch it. And, and I want a medal and I want all your money and I'm better than you and I'm just like, okay. Okay, I've never watched it. But now you can't say that. Do you feel oh, sad? No, I've watched it and I'm glad that I've watched it because <laughs> it's a good show. Okay, so... I forget where I was on the homeworld part. I said I liked the first one, so yeah. You yeah. used to love the second one, the second, second one came second out one, um, around one. 2000, was... but now you prefer the remastered version. Well, the remastered one is so much fun, but like it takes me back to the original one, and just I, I just kind of enjoyed it more. I mean, both the stories were, like, well, the stories weren't, you know, exceptional, let's be honest. And it was just a kind of basic, oh, we've been betrayed, we shall go and destroy this guy, blah, blah, blah. Reclaim our homeworld. Not the, not the most ingenious of story design, but it's fine. Um, what else kind of stood out for homeworld for me? Hmm. Don't know. Maybe maybe we'll leave that there then. Yes. Okay. You, you can have a little peek see it and see what you think about it. I'm assuming. Oh yeah, because you never played some. So you need to play some more strategy games. Number three. Number three is I loved. I actually I actually played this game on like the long mode. It took me so long to win it, but I finally did win it. And if I tell you the way that I won it, you will guess what it is. You won by space victory in civilization. I won by a science victory. In my civilization. (laughs) But which one? Which one would you say? Uh, Who's your favorite? Ooh. The thing is, I haven't played much in my years. Like, I've played Revolution. Okay. Because that was on Xbox, but as you'll find out as we talk about this, I play it on console. Like, I am what some people call a console peasant. Mm. I don't play much PC. Mostly just because I've always preferred the feeling of a controller. And it's just kind of. The, yeah, you can use a controller on PC, but it's often a lot of like, setup required to do that. Or at least that was how I looked at it for a long wait time. And now I just got used to playing on console. It is fun. I took Civilization 4. Right. So I bypassed 5. 6 is out. Um, obviously the new update, Gathering Storm, is out. Which kind of slightly Im- improves 6. But even then, I, I didn't get into it as much. As soon as I played 4, I was like... Phew, hours and hours. I don't even want to tell you how many hours I've got on Steam. Of Civilization 4. Um, well, the thing is, Revolution only has like exceptionally short games. So that's maybe an hour, an hour and a half at most. This, this one took me a good. depending on like hours that I put into it during the day, obviously. It, it took me like over a week to, to like complete this game just because yeah. it was on the slowest. The so. thing is, I, I often play like numerous games every day of Civ Rev just because it's a game, it's on my Xbox. If I don't know what to play, I can just put music on and go on autopilot. It was like I had Worms in the same slot this time last year. Is Worms on your list? I didn't put that as strategy, no, so I didn't. How was it not a strategy game? I, I was thinking of going along the, 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 the kind of base building, resource management kind of thing that I'd pick for a strategy. Is that not more known as an RTS? Real-time strategy, yeah. Is that, that's basically entirely what you've went along. Uh, nope. 
Not all so, of it, anyway. So what, what it. genre would you put worms into, then? Could you say it's platform? It's not really platformer. It's a platformer is more, you know, you must go from here to here kind of a thing. So Worms is a strategy game, it's a turn-based strategy game. Mm. Like, the difficulty in Worms... Even then it wouldn't be in my favourites though, so... The not that I give that a big thought, so... The difficulty about Worms is... It's not in jumping from place to place, it's like... Yeah, sometimes your good turns can depend on that. But it's knowing how far your Worms can go, what your Worms can do. What your weapons can do, how much damage they'll do, what will happen when you use this weapon. How can you aim this weapon. But at the end of the day, it's all about outthinking your opponent. Or getting lucky. Let's be honest, have you ever played the AI in Worms and they've missed a bazooka shot? Occasionally, <laughs> yes. Uh, I actually never I, happened to me. I have a running series on my Xbox One's, like, internal memory of me just hitting record every time an AI misses in Worms with a bazooka shot. I used to, I used to use the dynamite quite a lot. My, uh, when I, because I did play the original Worms. Um, and I, I made the, the, the having the Scottish accent, it was just the basic cross. It's like, oh, that's pure magic, by the way. Bye. Oh, you could get like the little bye bye, and then they would explode when the bike obviously died. Uh, but I enjoyed playing that quite a lot. I like the kamikaze as well. I always like fun. using the, the holy hand grenade. Because obviously, you down and it goes, hallelujah, or whatever the noise is. But I always have to go, one, two, five, every time I throw it. Which, a lot of you guys out there, or like two of you watching this, <laughs> if you, Kevin, should know what that is a reference to. I should, but it's not coming to me off the top of my head. Monty Python. Okay, I wouldn't have gone with that either. In, in the Holy Grail, there is a thing called the Holy Hand Grenade of somebody or other. That's not literally what it's called, I just can't remember the dude's name. And when they throw it, they say one, two, five. And my favourite weapon for worms is most definitely the uh, baseball bat. Ooh, that's interesting. Because guaranteed every time I used to use it, I always used to say to myself, not the game, like, and here's a pitch. And then just smack them, and obviously I just aim for the water, because it's like an insta-kill. It's, it's, it's yeah. the, the quickest way to kill them, pretty much, just knock them in the water. Banana bomb. Banana bomb. Again, not as much fun. There's nothing really to shout when you throw a banana bomb. Be like... Have some fruit. I don't know, what would you say? <laughs> You're about to peel off. <laughs> I no, find this way of death very appealing. I don't know. The thing is, though, it's like, that is the most highly damaging weapon in the game, I believe. Um, uh, it provided everything hits, yeah, but yeah. At the very least, like, I know for a fact, if I use the banana bomb, I can one-shot you. If I chuck a banana bomb in, with, like, a little... You're in, or just next to you. As long as I can land it next to you, you're gonna get hit by some of the bananas coming off it. And each of the banana hits is basically like a bazooka shot. I believe each of the little bananas is just the same as a bazooka shot. And the original banana does even more. Mm-hmm. And also, then there's the chance of you know catching your own worms, their worms. Actually, no, the most powerful single turn attack is Armageddon. I don't know, that'll be in a version that I've not played a lot or I've never used it. I can't really uh, recall. Basically with Armageddon, 
you just trigger a little meteor shower across the entire map. And you have absolutely no control over it. And this meteors hit everywhere on the map. And one time, I kid you not, me and my brother were playing, and we, we the first turn the crit appeared, and it was Armageddon. And we used it. Every single worm died. <laughs> Literally every worm. Between getting hit by meteors, falling in water, fire damage. Every single worm on the field. First turn, everyone was at 100, and they all died. A short game. You ever played um, Hogs of War? Uh, it rings a bell. It does. Because basically it was a 3D version of Worms but with pigs. You realise Worms 3D exists, right? Mm -hmm. But like Hogs of War was made like ages ago. Fair enough. I do reckon actually that it was made before Worms 3D. Without knowing the dates of both, um, pretty sure. If I remember, I'll fact check that for next week. Sure. I mean, we can fact check it right now if you want. Why don't we? Well, why don't we? Because, well, okay then. While we do this, I will quickly give a, a quick search. Tell us a story about your worms then, while we wait. Oh, or, or tell us about your civilization experience, since I've said, like, four was my favourite. Well, and again, I'll get into just, why it was my favourite. It's just, again, the only one I've really played much of is Revolution, which is a very easy game, it's very simplistic. There's no complexity on to it, there's no depth to it as well. Well, there is some depth, but there's very little depth. But the, the thing is, if if you're going for it, you can very easily get a domination victory. If that's what you want to go for. It's easy to get to space. It's easy to spread your culture. The, the only time I ever really get, you know, caught out when I'm going for a culture win is either if I accidentally trigger a science win first or if I completely forget to cover up in any way and leave myself completely open. But usually when I go for culture, by the end game when people actually start trying to attack me, because my culture and my science are so high, I've got like tanks and bombers and airplanes and everything. It's just they're like, yes I have a thousand armies and I'm just like, I have a tank. I have a car. Don't. I have a bomber plane. Yeah, you kind of you, you don't have a big army, but it's the, the same with my like science because I was so far in science. Obviously, I had I had made like you know they were still in like uh, kind of the early um, I forget what the, the actual unit is called, but it's basically like early war infantry. Alright, yeah. You know, and and I'm like I'm like kind of closing in on like you know kind of not so much on like the laser technology, but uh, it's just like a good like three or four steps ahead. So it's yeah. The thing was, was, like one time, like I was playing against the AI, and they sent like five armies of dudes with swords at me, and I just sent one bomber plane. That was so much fun to hit the bombers. That's one of the things that I used quite a lot was the bombers. The thing is, what are dudes with swords going to do against bombers? Well, they could chuck them, and if they get a really good throw, they could maybe go through the glass. You know, I don't know. Perhaps. And then, you know, like, kill the, the guy that's, that's flying it. The thing was, he also had a that tank. That's about as likely as your Titanic story. <laughs> I also had a tank and an artillery. There. So it was like a car with missiles and a tank and my bomber plane. And these two just ran away on sight. 
You know what else is new though? Is that you're that far ahead, but you don't have an army, and then they complain that you don't have, like, the AI complains that you don't have an army, so, like, they don't, kind of, they're not afraid, or they kind of, like, oh, I can't respect you because you don't have an army. But basically, you build one unit, and you're just like, oh my god, you're gonna kill us all! Just because it's that powerful, and it's just... It's... Do you remember, I believe it might have been Save 2, the Gandhi glitch? No. Basically, Gandhi starts out with an aggression of zero. Later on in the game, there's something that lowers everyone's aggression by one. So that would put Gandhi's aggression on negative one. You yeah, know how computer... How does the game take that? You know how computer wraparounds work? Because some some person on the coding team forgot to put the lower limit at zero. So it goes to negative one. It searches for negative one. It doesn't find negative one. So it assumes the computer's looking for the maximum aggression value. Is that what it is? So, wearing Gandhi is the boss that's slightly more peaceful and less aggressive. He just starts, like, challenging everyone. Like, <laughs> he just get Gandhi rigid and only war against everyone. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's kind of funny. You knew, you knew where I was going when you start off on zero when you get to minus one, didn't you? I was like, yeah, this can't go anywhere except really, really badly. Or it would not be memorable, for instance. Basically, hmm. for me, it's just like... Gandhi gets drunk, and it's like, fight me, fight me. It's like Gandhi on the night out in Glasgow. I wonder what he would like about Glasgow at night time. Might be a bit cold though, he's used to warm country. Yeah. Um, so, I hear you're trying to um, put off the inevitable, but I did manage to find out which game was made first. Which was it? By three years, Hogs of War wins. <laughs> yeah, 2000 for Hogs of War, 2003 for Worms 3D. So, wait, what? what? Say those years again? 2000 for Hogs of War. Oh, I thought you said 2004 for Hogs of War. Oh, no, no, 2000. Straight on right, straight straight 2K. And then um, 2003 for, for um, Worms 3D. I did, I did try and play that a couple of years ago. Because, like, I've still... I don't know why, but for some reason I've still got, like, all my kind of um, CD cases for, like, before we all had Steam and we all, like, just download our games. And they actually just you have to buy CDs of games, you know. Ah, oh, it's incredible, isn't it? And, I'm um, a Steam Hospital. Steam Hospital. Ah, oh. that was a game I remember having on CD. Did you ever play it on um, multiplayer? No. You know what? Did you do in multiplayer? You just waited until um, the VIP was going around the other person's hospital, and you just planted all the little bombs. <laughs> That's what you used to do. <laughs> it was hilarious. It cost you like one thousand. I think it was like one thousand to like plant one of these litter bombs that you just used to like just like set them all off it was crazy so much fun this might be something I made up but wasn't there like a voice line that was just like no dying in the corridors please there was a few good lines there was a few good lines um did you play the the, the kind of well it's not like an update or anything like that but it's two just, point hospital yeah not yet I've, I believe I've downloaded it but I've not gone yeah. to play it it's quite fun I played it for a little while but I, I, it doesn't have the same kind of effect on me as, as the original team hospital. Just while we're talking about other games I used to play on CD, Murder Simulator, or as most people like to call it, Roller Coaster Tycoon 2. <laughs> well, the second one, not the original. I, I mostly remember two. Yeah, I, I play the original the most. Which in itself, it's kind of like a city builders, not city builders, strategy games. Mm. In a way. Well, yeah, because you used to build your own roller coasters. That was the, that was the best fun part. And then, like, what you do is you'd make them, and then nobody would want to go in them because, like, the, <laughs> the, the thing the is, just, was like six or seven. Just and, like, a few things I would like to discuss quickly. 
do games like, uh, what's it called, Championship Manager? Mm. Does that count as a strategy game? No. Why not, though? It's not my idea of strategy. It's not your idea of strategy, but... You know, this is my list. So I will put on what I want. <laughs> oh, yeah, no, I'm not saying you put the wrong games on the wrong list, but I'm just saying, do games like City Builders count as strategy games? Do, like, sport management games or whatever you would call them count as Well, you could say there's, like, an element of strategy to most games. You know? The thing is, in, like, say, a sport management game, what is the thing you are primarily doing? Scoring goals. No? You're managing everything, right? Mm Mm-hmm. That's in the name. So you're coming up with strategies for whatever games or whatever. You're coming up with who you're going to use. I really don't know anything about Championship Manager. I just know someone yeah, yeah, probably. I think I don't know if they still make Championship Manager. I know they still make Football Manager, but I, I don't know if they still make Championship Manager. I don't know. I just knew someone who played O2 a lot. I like them. Um, 07. Football Manager 07. That was my favourite. Um, and yes, I did. I did play Football Manager. Um, my brother still plays them all, but I, my favourite was 07 because I took Boston United in the Division Two, and um, yeah, I just played them. And it was over a long period of time, but I did manage to get them up into the Premiership. Um, didn't really win the Champions League or anything like that, but it was just like kind of getting them up those those, those three leagues was quite fun. Have you ever heard of a game called Let's Make a Soccer Team? It was a similar game on PS2 made by Sega. When you say that, you have to go, Sega. Ages backwards. In which you, basically, you made your own team. And you chose where you set them up, and you chose the colours and everything. I don't remember much about it, so I wasn't good at it, because it was a football game, and I don't know football. Yeah, I think that was not my biggest passion. It's not really a passion of mine, at all. That was just one of the few, I don't know, maybe you could call it a strategy game, maybe you couldn't. Yeah, you could, well, obviously you can call a lot of games strategy games. As I say, there's a lot of element of strategy to, to as I kind a of, team. Obviously, you know, like... As I, kind of, as I kind of led with, where do you draw the line between RPG and strategy game? Oh, For well, example, real time is like you, well... Well, yeah, but we're not talking about real time, we're talking about strategy. Is chess a strategy game? Do you really want me to answer that? Is it? <laughs> Do you really need me to answer that, though? Is this chess a strategy game? <laughs> of course it is. <laughs> of course it's fine. What about Mutant Road to Eden? Yes. It's an RPG. No, it's not. I'm thinking of the wrong one. It's based off a tabletop it's role-playing game. It's turn-based strategy, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. It's based off a role-playing game. You manage two individual characters, and you take them on the journey, you fill out the skill trees... Fine, so you're saying that's not a strategy? That, sorry, no, that's, that's not a strategy. That, is it not? No, no, I thought you just said... I thought we agreed it was a strategy. Yeah, I thought you just said that... Uh, you're, yeah, that you're is a strategy. Me. What about, say, Lord of the Rings, the Third Age? I never played it. Alright, so you take the characters from, like, the series, like, um, Sean Bean's character, okay. He he's who you start off as, and you take them, and you have... To the Shire. You have turn-based fights, where you have all your different moves you can select from, and you choose who you're aiming them on, classic JRPG style. So it's turn-based strategy. 
if you Google that game, it says it's an RPG. Whenever you level up, you get to put points in your strength, your dexterity, oh, your okay, speed, so yeah, I would say your constitution. Like, up. But as I say, there is an element of strategy to the game. But I think. But you can level up. You, you can level up in year zero or Road to Eden or whatever the hell it's called. You can you level up in that game and you gain new skills. Okay, I don't know where I don't know where this is going or what you want me to say. It's just me trying to. <laughs> I'm just trying to find. Are you wondering if all my games are like real-time strategy games, or if I've just like kind of thought what game has an element of strategy? That well, I'd like to you've find? you've already said Civilization, so that's not technically like that's not real-time. It's turn-based. But, but I help you out. It's I'm, um, either turn-based or real-time strategy. I'm just thinking like a lot of the time you see me throwing like slight curveballs in, like when I put Metroidvania my two D platformers. Okay. Oh, when I put Smash Brothers in my fighting games list. I mean, you can say all games have like a crossover somewhere, so... Basically, I could have put... Did you say... Oh, no, because that... I was going to give an example that wouldn't have worked, and I just like looked like a right tick. So what was that example going to be, Kevin? I was going to be like, oh, so Sonic is a strategy game, is it? Right. Yes. Because if you've ever played... What's the game called? It's not, it's not Black Knight, it's not Dark Brotherhood. Dark Brotherhood is the RPG. There is a Sonic strategy game, I'm like 99% sure. Well, you have to... Like, so, to defeat one of the bosses in Sonic, what do you use? Platforming skills. Is there an element of a strategy to it? Or would you, like, say it was a tactic that you have to use? Yes, there is an element of strategy to it, but... The skills you are using is pattern recognition, not necessarily strategy. I would say it was pattern recognition you were using. So you wouldn't dub that as a strategy or a tactic? It is a strategy, but you are not using your strategy to beat it. You are looking at the pattern recognition and you're saying, alright, so I dodge this and I hit the guy. Every Sonic fight revolves around dodge the attacks, hit the bad guy. Dodge the ball, hit the flying Eggman, dodge the car, jump on the car, damage Eggman. Okay, so so for example, you've got I don't wanna I don't wanna say a game that I've I don't wanna give the example because it's one of the games on the list. So in a lot of real time strategy games you can dodge attacks. So for example, um Okay, I'll take my I don't wanna say it because I'm gonna like bring it later. Okay, I will give the example when I get to it on the list, okay? But there's a lot, there's a, a lot of like kind of real time strategy games like you use a similar kind of thing. You, you dodge, you attack, you dodge, you attack, you dodge, you attack. So would that be a platform skill then, or would it? I don't know what you mean. <laughs> like dodge, how do you dodge? Dodge, as in an attack. Yeah, like how do you do it? Okay, so instead of like a unit straight damage, okay, it's got like a, a what would you call it, like a. A bolt, and then that bolt is coming towards you, and you can move out the way of that. Or you are using reactions, but you are still primarily in a strategy fight. Which is. It's like, for example, Warhammer. Yeah, maybe Warhammer is a strategy game. Yes, I could roll well, but that doesn't mean it's a game of luck. So, would you say if you were if you were explaining that to a person, would you say it's a strategy game, or would you say it's a tabletop game? 
Warhammer. Yeah. I would say it's a tabletop strategy game. Oh, okay. But you, you, you'd probably, well, you could say strategy as well, but you, we, if you were going to pick one of those things, you can only pick really one, because I mean, like, if we're, if we're, if you think about it, if all the kind of different bits you could have on a game, you would put into the description, okay? And you, you would have a long description of a game, because obviously if there's elements of everything in this game, you'd want to keep it to, like, the ones that are major, right? Well, no, because whenever I'm talking about a game, unless I am in a situation where I'm talking about video games like I am now, or in a situation where I'm talking about tabletop games, I would always preface it by saying, like, Sonic, it's a 2D platformer, because platformer is a known term for platform video game. If I was to describe, say, a game I love Stronghold, I would say it was a RTS, real-time strategy. I would go on a castle build, a castle sim, that's what I would go. That's what I would just say for a stronghold if anybody asked me what it was like. And then I would obviously, you know, go more into it, but if somebody said, oh, what's stronghold like? I'd be like, oh, it's like a castle sim. Like, you build a castle. You I would have described it as an RTS, which is, again, known as a strategy game. But, for example, if I was to describe Skyrim... Which, obviously, I can't answer because I've never... I've, not had, I've, got, I've not got 100 hours in it, so I can't possibly know anything about it. I would describe it as a WRPG. A Western RPG, as opposed to a JRPG, a la Final Fantasy, or a tabletop RPG, a la Call of Cthulhu. I just completely swerved you there, didn't I? It's okay, I would just call it an RPG. You were expecting me to say Dunt D&D, weren't you? No. I was just, I was just thinking how overcomplicated you're making this. Just call them RPGs. And then if people want to know, oh, what kind of RPG, then they can look into it. Or if it well, no, because there's a lot of difference between, say, you know, the limitless... We're going into RPGs, that's next week's video. Is it? Yes. You should edit this out and, like, incorporate it next week. Then, no, we'll, we'll leave it, but we'll just... We'll have this <laughs> we can, conversation next week. remember this conversation and then we'll get back to it next week. Um, so what number were we on? Well, we're number three, we're Civilization. Okay. You feel we talked about it enough? Before we... I can't think of anything else Digress. I want to say about it. Is yeah. there any anything about anything else you want to say? About no, it? no, I think. I mean, I, I think most people have played one Civilization at point in time. To be honest. Yeah. Um, and they'll all have their favourites. Um, but as I say, my well, we'll do some like obviously rec- not recommendations or usual. Um, honorable mentions. Honorable mentions. There we go. At but the end, to say all the ones that I've got. What is number two? Number two. Number two is a poo usually. A poo and a has to be my pestle on. <laughs> um, so, there's a, a few versions of the game, uh, which we've mentioned already. And I'm not joking about this one, we have mentioned this game already. What? You get three guesses. Strong, Just one. Stronghold? No, but... XCOM? That, yes. So you, we've got XCOM War of the Chosen, which was the original one that came out in the mid-90s? Yeah, 90s. 90s. And then we've got the Enemy Unknown that came out in like... 2000 and something we'll say 2000 something and then we've obviously got um, XCOM 2 War of the Chosen Chosen War something or I don't know I've never any of them okay so the only the only reason I really got into XCOM I've never played it until like um, last year um, was I don't know why but I was looking at um, a YouTube video for like you know like best DOS games and like obviously it's just like little snippets of games, like a hundred or something like that. And and I came across the original XCOM, and I was like, oh, that looks interesting, because obviously I remember saying it was similar to Reunion, like you know the little grid for building the base. And I was like, huh, I can like that. So um, 
I got it. I actually got the game. It was like two pound or something like that. And then just during my gameplay and stuff like that, uh, obviously finding out about it, and um, there was obviously the the kind of remake that was from the original, yeah. you know, which was the Enemy Unknown. And then I played that one, and I uh, just oh, it just took over my life for a good few weeks. I was just playing that constantly, just trying to just complete it, pretty much. Um, I I have never played it. However, over the weekend I've been playing a somewhat similar game. I am told. Known as Mario X Rabbids Kingdom Battle. I can't say yes or no. I've never even heard of this game. I've <laughs> long played it. A lot of people <laughs> say it plays like XCOM. Basically, you get you get to spend send three characters in, always either a Mario character or a Rabbids character, and you run around this like grid mm-hmm. with obstacles and stuff placed in the way, taking cover. Mm-hmm. Full cover, half cover, no cover. Yep. You can do a melee attack or a ranged attack. Mm-hmm. You can do both in a turn. Mm. Well, not in this in, game, but sure, sure. Not in XCOM, but in this game you can. You can bounce off, like... You can use your teammates to give you a jump. To give you extra range of movement in your turn. So yeah. it's, basically, it's, it's basically a turn-based strategy game. Yeah. Yeah, okay. So, yeah, it is. It but apparently, plays like XCOM, according to some people. I know, but yes. It's a fun game. I've been enjoying it so far. Yeah, you'd probably enjoy XCOM then if you ever got a chance to play it. The thing is, I've got the, I've got the second one, but I've never actually loaded it up and played it yet. I had too much fun on the. the it's not on your Steam, I know that. XCOM 2. Yes, it is. Since when? It's always been there. Some games this? are not multi, so you, some sometimes you can't actually play right. like like share. Yeah, because uh, I've, I've been looking on your shed like there is a few. I'm like, few. why doesn't he have XCOM? I thought he would have had XCOM. Why does he not have XCOM? That's frustrating to know that XCOM is not there. I thought it would have been. Yeah, because the entire time I've been like, <laughs> yes, we have been joined by someone new, who is now doing hand gestures to annoy me. Would you like me to introduce you? Okay. That is a universal sign for yes, please, yes. let me know. The middle finger, the <laughs> universal sign for yes. We, ha- we have Matthew just joining us. He has been sitting in the corner playing Team Defense Fort 2 on my laptop. Not Do- very well, I might add, because I've been watching him and he's been dying a lot. Okay, I prompt- have you know, I went 160 to 20. As I said, terrible, terrible score. Terrible. So yes, this is Matthew. I'm sure the camera, can, the camera. I'm sure the recorder will pick up on that. You can always sit closer if you want. It's all good. Or I could stay here. You could. It's up to you. <coughs> so. All right. So that that was but, Matthew. Yeah. So. As you can tell, he's a very nice person. Just it, the best. If you want to be friends with anyone in your life, be friends with Matthew. Yes. It all went silent. I thought you would have like you know said, "Oh, that's a nice thing to say," but never mind then. Um. So yeah. So that was our that was our number two. And I just, I know, I know, wow. We don't really talk about the games. Um, yeah, I, I like the gameplay. Have we really shared a number two? Did we? Pump, share number two? Pump, pump. Everybody will reference that to Brooklyn Nine-Nine, don't worry. Almost everyone that listens to this will know that that's Brooklyn Nine-Nine reference. Are you pump, pump, <laughs> sure? Pump, pump? Well, not if you end on a double pump, because we'll see right through it. God damn. <laughs> damn. Is this what they think? Wow. Well, we're, we're talking about Brooklyn Nine-Nine. What are some of your favourite quotes from Brooklyn Nine-Nine? Call me. 
Velvet Thunder. Wobble, go Rosmataz, go Rosmataz. I've lost everything. Oh, what's the? Oh, I forget it was. It was um. Oh no no no! What's that? Means in prison. Beef baby. Beef baby. <laughs> that's my call sign. Beef baby. <laughs> yes. That's my that's my character on our next D and D game. Beef baby. That's my fall on your Vegas character. <laughs> he actually is. Oh, there is a. Uh, oh, my my foot and my head and my foot and my. My, my thing is on the floor, I can't remember what he drops. My thing is on the floor and I've stepped on the thing and I've hurt my head. That's boiling the first episode. It's, it's amazing that you recall the first episode. It's been so long since I've seen the first episode. I was watching it a few days ago. Yep, busted. Oh, there's always like... Oh, Fast and Furious is amazing. It's about family and big hard boobies on both men and women. Interesting. That was a Jake Pilato quote. I didn't know that. But hopefully everybody else that's listening will know that. If not, then you've just wasted that joke on everyone. Or there is always the get some, get some, get some joke. When Gina made the Captain Holt soundboard. Oh, right. I don't remember that. And everyone just pressed get some, get some. You don't know this? But you can tell by my face that I'm hysterically laughing. Because there's so much emotion. <laughs> okay, I'm not on the time, so we're going to just jump to really number one really, really quickly. No, let's just talk. We can finish talking about XCOM. You sure? Yeah. We can finish talking about XCOM. If if we run out of recording time, there'll be an, an awkward jump cut. No, that's fine then. It's fine. We still have time to mention XCOM. We have time to mention all the mentions. We have time for the Hall of Fame. Oh, what's going on in the Hall of Fame? That's a good that's a good role. That's at the very end. Let's keep talking about XCOM for now. So yeah. So I'm to go back to it, I'm upset that it's not on the Steam library. Um the second one or all of them? Yeah, I've never seen any of them. It's frustrating as well. I'll give it a check later on because I'm sure that they should be there. But yeah, so yeah, my enemy unknown would be my favourite. And um I've seen a lot of play on the second one, but I've never actually, you know, like dived into it myself to play the game. But um, I don't know. I just I, I just love the kind of the, the gameplay that it has, and I guess the the you can customize the characters a little bit. But in the second one, you can really really customize the characters. I've seen them do it, and it's like you can actually make it look like you. And it's really cool. It's quite fun. So is that an RPG? Ah uh, well, no, because you don't actually you know upgrade the characters. Well, no, because you do upgrade the characters because you like they do different levels. The but thing is, you don't really kind of they don't really have like a. What do you call it? Like uh, attributes and stuff like that. So. I am. Um, shout out to a guy called. Um, shit, I forgot his name. The guy, the guy who used to produce extra credits or not produce present. Who was talking about XCOM, because he put on like some. He had like his guy dressed as a sniper, and he all played that guy as a sniper. But then he he realized that this dude was really good in close combat, so he did a role play moment. Where we put on these badass shades, and then started just playing as like a you know run and gun kind of guy. <laughs> the exact same character, he did a changing costume, in a little bit of a moment, and he completely changed how he was playing the character. Because he was playing it as a role play game. I don't know this guy you're talking about, but have you never watched extra credits on YouTube? Mm-mm, no. They do very very good videos on game design. Ah, that has no. taught me a lot of stuff about non-game design things. Like uh, when I was talking to your girlfriend about art, 
and I was talking about the Japanese concept of ma, which is kind of where it's present, where it's not present. I learned that from watching an extra credits video. Oh. I learned how to boil an egg by watching a cookery video. Was it how to basic? Yeah, pretty much. No, I don't think anybody needs to watch a video on how to boil an egg. Was it the YouTube channel How to Basic? I am very sorry about that. We have hit 60 minutes already. So that was why we had an awkward jump cut. So now straight into honourable mentions. Wouldn't it be funny if like people were listening and there was like there was no cut in it and it just like, kind of went into it they're like, what happened? It sounded fine to me. So Honourable yes. mentions, these are all the ones that I could not. So the thing was, I've already mentioned a lot of my honourable men mentions. I've mentioned Mutant, I've mentioned Warhammer, because, actually no, I haven't mentioned Warhammer because that's not going in the honourable mentions list, because it's not a video game. There are, yes, War there are Warhammer video games, Matthew's a Warhammer expert. Matthew, what's the best Warhammer video game? Space War 2. No, Donald War 2! Space... No, outside of strategy games. Alright, no, outside of strategy no, games. We're, we're, we're specific War. talking about strategy games. Oh, right, uh, strategy game, Donald War 2. Alright. That is one of my honourable yeah. mentions that I was going to try and sneak in the top five, but it's... Alright, so, for, we have Donald War 2 going in, but besides that, I've mentioned... You know, I've mentioned chess, which isn't going in because it's also not a video game, because, God save me, I've mentioned Mutant, I've mentioned Mario X Rabbids, and I've mentioned Stronghold. I didn't have Stronghold, apparently, on my list here. Which is a shame, because I did like playing Stronghold a lot when I was younger. Okay, so, shall we shall we work up through my honourable mentions? Yes. <laughs> okay, we've got, obviously, Warhammer Dawn of War 2. Anything you want to say about that? Um, it was a lot better. Well, I say not a lot better than the first. It was better than the first, but it, it, was, it was the last one that they ever made. <clears throat> yeah, it was because they didn't make a third one, no. Right, the, the thing is, like, I, I play as Chaos in actual 40k. And last week I was playing a game of Warhammer Fantasy, whichever edition, I believe it was third edition we were playing. Seventh. Seventh. Thank you, Matthew. When me and Matthew played Vampires against our other two friends who were playing Skaven. And uh, the Skaven, one of them had to go home early, the other forfeit, because we were winning so hard <laughs> when we were supposed to lose. After we already nerfed me and stopped me from doing necromancy, even though I should have been able to keep doing necromancy. And after well, you didn't need to in the end, because you still won. And after Matthew ended up stopping using discharge dice, dispel, dispel dice, even. You see, I don't know how to play Warhammer. It's okay. You have mm. Matthew to help you. It's even better. But yeah, we, we were nerfing ourselves, and we still ended up winning by forfeit. But it was a fun game. I would say I much prefer RPGs, which we'll be talking about next week. But yeah, hmm? I forget what, what point I was making about me playing Warhammer. But yeah, I've never played any of the Warhammer video games. Oh, you'll, I think you would enjoy them. You would enjoy them. But yeah, um, well, there was the original Warhammer, which was quite fun. Um, it kind of took like um, the, the units, but they didn't have any special weapons. It was just basically like a... RTS, just a generic RTS. Whereas the second one, the units had abilities and you kind of dealt with like a, a smaller group of kind of elite units instead of like, you know, kind of just like spamming like, you know, Marines onto the map. You would actually have um, just like, you know, like four, I think it was four units. It's been a while since I've played it. But so just, just a quick question, like how, how the points work? Is there a character system? 
Because in Warhammer, you tend to put characters in your armies as well. The actual um, named characters, is that in this game? Well, the, How the units the point themselves work? could have leaders, like sergeants and stuff. But you did have your like leader kind of character, and you could upgrade them in different ways. Um, I like to do it with like the blaster pistol. So basically, like a lot of the shots were just like one shot kills against smaller enemies, which was always quite fun. Yeah. But um, obviously, I played it in a different way where you could like just like kind of have everybody like close melee combat. So you'd put your um, you jump. Oh, it's not jump jets. It's assault marines. Assault marines. So you put your assault marines instead of like maybe your heavy bolter guys or something like that. So yeah, yeah it was. It was quite fun, and I, I think they did a big improvement to like make it that. And as I say, like you know, that was the last one that they made. Thank God, because if they ever did make a third one, it would probably be terrible. Yep. In fact, worse than terrible. Um, the the way the they, the Dawn of War one and two both work is that each unit that you build has a unit strength uh, attached to it, and you have a limited amount of unit strength to use up. As it was. So Alright, like so that's how they did points. So, yeah, so if a marine squad was one point, then, and you had 20 points, you could have 20 marine squads. Alright, that's fine. That makes sense to me. Thank you, Matthew. How, how, do, how did, like, characters work? Because, um, for example... Generally, they didn't cost uh, unit strength points, and you could then attach any one character to any one other unit. However, you could only have one character on one unit. Alright, so, but was there anyone, like, when we were playing last week, I had a guy called, was it Count Manfred? Yeah, like, what? named characters. Was there any anything like him in uh, Dawn no. of War? Kind of, if you were playing through the campaign. Well, the thing was, like, I mean, like, because my entire battle strategy last week revolved around, like, Count Manfred and, to somewhat of an extent, his three underlings. Right? Just the way I was doing my necromancy so much, my entire battle strategy was around, like, Basically, upping the points in my army by just raising so many, like, zombies. What I was doing, you know, I was raising so many zombies that, like, the fact that they had double the points of us, by the time they got to us, that wouldn't matter because we would just, we would just stand here and put up walls and walls of zombies. And then that all... I'm that, sorry I missed this game, it sounds fun. <laughs> oh, that, it was. For about that, the first hour. <laughs> that all went, that yeah, all went straight well. south. When I killed their, well, I killed one of their two lead characters, because they had like these monks in front. So I charged what is it, the Black Coach, Matthew? Yep. Yes, I charged the Black Coach straight into them, and they ended up doing so much damage that I got to chase, chase them. Yeah, you you won the combat, and then yes. they failed their morale check, so they ran from the combat. <laughs> And, but and, didn't run far enough. Yeah, I rode h- higher than they did, so that meant I killed them straight away. Then I kept on going, and I ran straight into their head character, did my impact damage, because it was a coach running straight into him, and I one-shot him with impact damage. <laughs> yeah, it was pretty brutal. <laughs> that, that seems harsh. And then, on, funny. on their turn, they were like, all right, we're going to just swarm this black coach with physical attacks. And they rode so many sixes... On their power dice at the beginning, cause the black coach makes everyone roll a power dice at the beginning of their turn, and if it's a six, it gets absorbed. Or it might have been two. They rolled so many sixes, following up my black coach, that it was able to start flying. It became ethereal. It, ethereal, so it couldn't be damaged by physical attacks. It could only be damaged by magic. So it was just yeah, it was like all of a sudden things went from them being okay. It's just this black horse just destroying them. 
they did manage to take down the Black Cords pretty quickly. But it was just the fact that, you know, it caused so much damage while it was... You know, the short time I had to Rampage, it did damage. That's a lot of damage. I ended up using all of the figures that Matthew had got out because I had so many zombies up. Actually, I kept a few from you. Yeah, he kept I, a few in a bag. He hid a few in a bag. But all it the ones... seemed unfair at that point. Where You know, you'd risen about 50 additional zombies. And I was like, okay... There's another 30 or so in the bag, so we're just stopping there. It's a bit unfair at this point. They, they were firing cannons at us. Like, they had, what were they called? Catapults? Plague Claw Catapults. Plague Claw Catapults. They were firing those at us, and we were getting damaged by them. My zombies. So, I, yeah, maybe. But, yeah, two of them ended up misfiring, destroying themselves. It went very badly for them, let's just put it that way. It seems like a one-sided fight. It wasn't The thing was, they, they started with twice the number of points as us. Wow. So, as per, it was part of the scenario. Yeah, basically, if we killed... Once we killed 25% of them, it was a draw. Once we killed 50% of them, we won. Because uh, basically, yeah. basically, the story was that they were marching on our kind of kingdom or country, and we were the forces sent to weaken them and hold them off. To give everybody else time to prepare for a battle. Okay. We were basically sacrificial rams. Except that wasn't how the game went down at all. No. We ended up actually making them run away, basically. Pretty much. Anyway, Sam, to answer the actual question that you asked initially, in the form of named characters, there's each kind of faction in it has the one named character through the campaign, but you don't carry that over into any kind of multiplayer. All right. Okay. I'm trying. I'm trying to remember like the um, like the, the narration and the, the storyline to yeah. see if I can remember the guy's name. Uh, Gabriel Angelos. Oh, there the you go. Blood, uh, there we go. There we go. Nice one. Yeah. All right. So any other honorable mentions? Uh, tons. Tons. There's so many. Let's keep ideas. going. Okay. BattleTech. You talk about this quite a lot. I do. You know. You know why? Because originally there was a game called Mech Commander, and then that was just. Pretty much, what I loved about Mech Commander was the fact that you, obviously there was different sizes of mechs, so you can get like 35, it was 25 tons to, I think it was 100 tons, 100 tons was like the Atlas, and obviously the bigger the mech, the different variant, it could be like an armor, a weapons, or a jump jet variant, meant you had like more stronger armor, you had more weapon slots, or you had jump jets so you could jump, so basically uh, it was just the kind of, just the fact that you could just like put different kind of mechs in, put their different weapons in, swap out the weapon loadouts, and like have like a whole just a, a, a mission where you just like put missiles in. I just have everybody with like twenty long range missile packs and just like maneuver, just like back all the way, and just like shoot them. It was great. So like just kind of that was like, like so much fun. So that's why I loved playing Mech Commander. And then I found out about BattleTech. So BattleTech was this kind of up to date turn based kind of strategy where you know you could put the loadouts in. It is somewhat. Um, limited in that way because obviously the mechs on this one have like slots so you've only got like two weapon slots for missiles and like you've got four energy slots for like lasers so you couldn't really like spam lasers or like long-range missiles like you could in the like the kind of earlier version but it was still kind of fun and I really did enjoy coming back to the mechs and the loadouts and stuff like that which like I kind of loved so much which is why like it's an honorable mention because I loved it so much. Do you have a game called Custom Robo from the Nintendo GameCube? No. This, I'm giving this an honorable mention. Uh, I've only seen some gameplay of it, I can't remember exactly what it was. 
But it sounds very similar to the game you're describing. Yeah, except be. I believe it had a bit of a story. Uh, there was a story in this, but it wasn't like, you know... What was the story in yours? Um, so basically you have this kind of mentor that dies and then you go and help this um, the, the ruler of the planet that gets overthrown and you kind of feel like you're... You yeah, know, I feel like this is a very him. different story yeah. to Custom Robo. What I remember about Custom Robo was it was more like... It was more like, you know, Robo was kind of a story. It was more like you built robots, did low-cost tournaments, stuff like that. If I remember this at all, though, I'll look this up when I get home and it'll be like... In 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 the 1992 apocalypse in <laughs> Now I've just gone straight into Glory Hammer. Mm. What, is that a game? No, no it's a band. <laughs> it's a band, yeah, I know. Don't worry, I know it's a band, don't be bad. They should have a game. They should do the they, soundtrack to a game. They should just have their own game based off their law. Good work. Have you ever saw Angus McFive's costume? No. He is a Green Lantern Space Marine. <laughs> That's exactly his costume, isn't it, Matthew? Pretty much. It's like, imagine a Space Marine got access to a Green Lantern Corp ring. Yeah. That is basically Angus McFive's costume. It's sad how accurate it is. <laughs> or awesome. It's awesome! He is the third king by name as well, and I love him. Because Angus McFive is his name. I guess we're doing all lyrics there that didn't pick up yes. on. Okay. All right. The song was, he is the prince of the land of Fife, or one and two with the heart of steel. Now it is ours, but it shall be his, Angus McFife is his name, I think. Yeah. I'm probably wrong. And like two or th- a few of those words are probably you, you wrong. Might, you might not, I really couldn't say. Yeah. So anyway, next game. Next one, Hearts of Iron 4. You talk about this a lot as well. I've not gone to playing it yet. I've downloaded it. Um, I didn't play any of the originals. Um, I can't even remember how I found this one. Um, I just saw it. However, I saw it and I thought that was really fun. I got it and I just loved playing it. It's such a it's such a steep learning curve. It's just it's it, it's hard to explain, but it's like there's so it's very intricate the things that you can do and how things work and the mechanics of it. Um, I do enjoy it, but it's sometimes quite. I spent so long just like, just being the UK. And like trying to play a campaign like through World War, uh, to it was. I'm trying to think how to explain, but do you now have newfound respect for Winston Churchill? Uh, no, I do not. That heathen. No, um, no. I, I, it's again. You can play hey, a lot Win- of different kind Winston of. Winston um, Churchill's not my friend. Okay. I wouldn't think so. I don't think you were alive when he was. <laughs> Where's the 21 Pilots reference? Okay. Because all my friends are heathens. Wait for them to ask you who you know. Anyway. Yes, back to Heart of Iron. No, it's a Um. So yeah, I just, uh, I really enjoyed it. Um, again, it's kind of real-time strategy, but you can pause. So it's, you shouldn't really be able to pause, but you can't. Just the pause work. Somewhat like a game we were playing this morning, Kotor. Um, no, no, no. It's just um, obviously the, the the hours go by for a day, and what you can do is obviously because you're like fighting on a lot of different fronts and like the whole world kind of thing. If the time was going, then you would obviously be like the whole day could go past before you actually issue an order to somebody, which yeah. really wouldn't make sense. You know, you'd have your generals in the field to like make an order straight away. So like, yeah, just you pause it, you give all your orders, and then you pause it and like. What do you think about a game like Heart of Iron? 
except like you can position like generals as it were to just carry out basic orders. Like say you want to focus on say say you're playing Germany mm-hmm. and you want to focus on the French front, but you also knew you had to do like the navy going to Britain and Russia. You can make you can make battle plans. Alright, okay, so we were basically going for the same thing. Yeah. So you, you can set up battle plans. I was, I was going to say... You can have your generals to lead your... Uh, well, sorry, you can have your uh, division commanders to, and then you've got your generals. Your Tom Clancy's division commanders? Yeah, sure, why not? Hate that game. Ah, it's okay, I've never played it. It's a first-person shooter, so I hate it. Actually, and it's third-person. Is it? Yeah. Proves how much attention I was paying. Great. Don't like so shooters very much. But Sam, I, I like... you can close car doors in it. I can, I can do that in real life, but I don't like real life. But it's so sad. Real life's the worst game. To, bottom five video games of all time. Real life, real life, real life, real life. Justin Bieber Simulator. <laughs> I actually enjoyed Justin Bieber Simulator. It's, um, it was going to go in my um, other top five favourite games of all time list. Um, but obviously I had to do strategy, so yeah, what can you do? Also, let's do Jamie's bottom five since he's not here. Uh, any game that's not Street Fighter. <laughs> any game that's not Street Fighter. Any game that's not Street Fighter. You mean Streets of Rage? Yes, I mean Streets of Rage. I thought you meant Streets of Rage. I was just, I didn't, actually I should just let you say the whole thing and I'd be like, listen to your podcast, Sam. I think you've made an error or something. No, it's fine. But have, I made I a, a... have I made a grave mistake? Please stop. Is this another song lyric? No, it's a reference to Ross Twiddell on WTF Moments on the Cota Holler Wrestling YouTube channel. Excellent choice. Whenever Corey Graves says something wrong, he has his gong and he's like, You've made a grave mistake, Corey. Because he's got jingles for all of the announcers saying something wrong. Because it started off with JBL. When he would say, It's John O'Clock, motherfuckers. And he'd scream that in the camera, and then, like, now he's. That was when he was at What Coach, and now he has, like, tea time for Booker T. Uh, you buy wrong, 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 you buy wrong, wrong. For Byron Saxton. Mm-hmm. So he's got things like this for all of the announcers. True. You're the one that's apparently seen this, so we'll just agree with you with whatever you say about it. Because I don't know. Does Matthew know? Matthew doesn't care. Nah, Matthew doesn't care. Doesn't uh, He might know, he just doesn't care. Okay, so we shall we skip through the list really quick? What's next? Age of Empires. Never played it. You want to talk about it? Awesome game. So, again, just um, the first one was made in the 90s. Um, I kind of um, you might well, you probably never played them so like you had Age of Empires and then Age of Empires 2 Age of Kings and then you had Age of Empires 3 and uh, if I'm not mistaken I thought there was a new one coming out at some point but I could be mistaken I wanted to say there was asking like a 4 being made or thought about either way well uh, Age of Empires 4 Queens of Age. sure why not um did you miss that reference? I did miss the reference. Because Queens of Distornage is a brand name. Okay. Why would you randomly put that in after Age of Empires? Because you said, like, Age of Kings or something like that. Alright, okay. Well, that's just the name of it. It's not a band name, it's just the name <laughs> of it. Yeah, no, you see, But the thing was, I was just, like, for some reason, saying Queens of Distornage jumped into my head, I thought it would be funny. Oh. But we didn't get the reference, so we can't laugh. <laughs> <laughs> and so I put it seems like it's obscure reference o'clock. I wouldn't even say it was obscure, it's just... Age of Empires 4. Yes, sir. Yeah. Is it out already? Yeah. When uh, did it come as out? As of 2017. 
what's it called? Age of Empires 4. So it doesn't have any subtitles? No. no. Alright, on this podcast it shall be known as Queens of the Stone Age. Sure. For the one other time that you mention it. It's strange that I've not actually seen any gameplay or anything from this Age of Empires 4. It couldn't have been that good then if like nobody's really talking Possibly. about it. So... Yeah, well, they kind of they kind of went away. I mean, I think I think it got progressively worse. Age of Empires two they they considered to be the best one, but even then, I preferred the original. Again, it was just it was kind of individual. It's just with the gameplay. So just when you had like six or seven units and you told them to attack, they kind of acted individually and they would just kind of go round about. Whereas like when you had the the Age of Empires two, it was like kind of much smaller kind of units and like they kind of grouped themselves together in like formations, and I just kind of. I don't know why it just didn't seem I don't know what it was but it just preference wise I preferred the first one the original one oh, yeah. just and how like the units kind of attacked and like you built them and they moved it was more fun and that does come into I forgot to mention it but that does come into the um, the kind of attack and move because obviously archers so you can see the arrow coming and you could move out of the way shoot your archer move back shoot your archer So and the computer was really really terrible what they do they, they, they'd shoot the arrow Right, and then they'd walk back, and then shoot the arrow, walk back. So it took you forever to get actually. Well, it's called starter step, but it, you, it would just take you forever to actually engage these in melee combat. The only way you could possibly do it was like with another archer, and even then you'd still have to start step to the side, left and right, to like dodge the arrow. It was frustrating. But obviously now I'm a better gamer, so I would think that I'd cope with that a lot better than I did when I was like you know like ten, you know so. I thought I'd add that in there. Um, I couldn't put this in, but Warcraft, I thought I'd give that a big shout out. Especially Warcraft 3, Main of Chaos. Why could you not put Warcraft in? To my top five, because I've only got one left and I'm oh. saving it. <laughs> so I thought I'd just jump in Warcraft. Again, it's uh, RTS, it's still played. Um, we were hoping for a new one, hopefully soon Warcraft 4, but nothing new yet. It's yeah. a crappy mobile, mobile game. Yeah, probably just <laughs> terrible kind of game. It's like, what this here's here's an interesting question for you. Do MOBAs count as strategy games? Sure. Alright then, shout out to Defense of the Ancients 2. Shout out to Smite. Shout out to every other MOBA out there. No, I'm joking. Uh, I only ever... Right. The idea in MOBAs is to work as a team to League, League of Legends, yeah. You can have them. Shout out to those three. Anything else you want to mention? Yep. Um, so... Two more before I get to my number one. So the next one is obviously CNC. You, you can't. You completely forgot about CNC, didn't you? I figured you? out your number one. Well, obviously, it's a bit obvious. I think. <laughs> I think my number one's a bit obvious. No, the thing was the entire time I've been like, Warcraft's not came up, CNC's not came up. No. So I was like, I really didn't know where you were going. I thought it could have been Warcraft three. Thought it could have been CNC Red Alert. Um, the, the name of the name of. My custom wrestler in W2K19. It's his outside the ring signature. <laughs> when he does the, the code red and he calls it the CNC red alert. And um, so, um, you could just take. Uh, well, my favourite CNC is Command and Conquer 4. I really? really nobody's going to say that. <laughs> I really <laughs> don't know much about CNC. Okay, CNC four was just and, the worst one. That I know Red Alert are really good games. That's what killed the series. CNC four. No, I liked I liked Red Alert. Um, I liked the original, but Red Alert was um, probably my favorite because um, New Day rocks. Sure. If you want it. To. Sorry, it was just the way you said because I thought you were going into New Day rocks. 
No, not really, no. Mm. I hadn't thought about that, to be honest. Why um, am I referencing so much? Today, I don't know why. You've never referenced so much in your life. And then today, you're just referencing everything every time I say something. I don't know why. You're hyper today. You've had too much sugar. Caffeine. Not enough sugar or caffeine. Your body's on autopilot. It's one of these two. <laughs> There's only one way to figure out, and that's to consume all of the sugar in the universe. You could try it, but I think you might die. I'm going to live forever. Sure. Okay, Highlander. Off you go. <laughs> um, no. So, yeah. So, I'll take that. Since you, and, and I remember this because when we did originally buy Command & Conquer Red Alert, it was in Edinburgh. And um, I bought it in the Edinburgh store. We were waiting for the bus, but we were like at the old train track lines kind of thing. <coughs> and um, I just remember like looking at the back of the box and like opening it up and then like looking at all the units and stuff like that and then the attack dogs. And I was just like, oh my god, this is going to be so can, much fun to play. Can we just talk about game manuals? Sure. I want. miss them so much. But when when you had the bit to write notes in and it had all the lore in and it gave you something to do on the car ride back home. Oh yeah, just read the little manual. You always have like this big page of like what the unit did and like how it came about or whatever like that. I used to love reading that. Quick side tangent. You know in um, the Super Mario Bros. manual, it is revealed that all the bricks you break in that game are actually toads. Oh no. You know the little mushroom people? Mm -hmm. Toads? Yeah. Bowser turned them into bricks and that's every single brick you murder in that game. That's dark. I didn't expect it to be that. Okay. Yeah, I miss... <laughs> That's a bit crazy when you're mine. Okay. I miss these little lore things in manuals, because you know me, I love my lore. Hmm. Lore's fun. It's uh, your mass murderer of innocent toads. Yeah. Mario's a psychopath, okay? But he didn't do it on purpose. Yes, he did. He knew it. How did he know it? Go and watch Matthew Patrick's video on Game Theory about Mario being a psychopath. Shout out to Matthew Patrick. Well, anybody who's got the same first and second name must be a psychopath, right? His name is Mario Mario, yes. Yes, they went up <laughs> <in the> podcast. <laughs> so, yeah, so that's that's us. We're on our number one. StarCraft 2. Total War. Oh. Lamau. We already gave a shout out to Total War, didn't we? Oh no, we didn't. That was Dawn of War. Never, we've never mentioned Total War this whole time. <laughs> now you know why. <laughs> we've also not mentioned StarCraft 2. We've not. That's because it's my joint top one. You can't have joint top. And um, that's where you're wrong. Actually, I can. It was my choice, right? So. No, the rules no, is No, actually, this. Total War was my honourable mention. I just kind of skipped it just to... Just to annoy him. Just to, for better words, fuck with you, dog. <laughs> Which I thought was funny. But yeah, my number one is obviously... Uh, to quote Raymond Hall, I was, I believe it's called, Missing Witcher. <laughs> uh, so yeah, my last shout-out was Total War. Um, I would take Shogun 2 as my favourite, just because I loved playing that. And also I liked run running around Japan without an army and just, like, you know, bribing everyone. It was so much fun. I always liked Total Warhammer. I've never played the Total Warhammers. I've never played any Total War game. I'm sorry that I never had a chance to, to, to review the Three Kingdom one before we got today. It's been up for a couple of weeks now. Alright. But I've not had a chance to play it or anything like that. But from what I hear, it looks really good. It's really is fun. That, is that Total War or Total Warhammer? It's Total War. It's Total War. 
It takes on the, the kind of Chinese empire where you get like, and it's like hero battles as well. The only reason I'm constantly mentioning Total Warhammer is because me and, me and Matthew, no it's not, I've heard of Shogun. Me and Matthew have a long running argument about whether, yes it's technical Total War Warhammer, but we have an argument over whether we should just call it Total Warhammer because it sounds so much better. But it's not the name of it, its name is Total War Warhammer. All I'm saying is, Total Warhammer sounds better and it feels better to say. Yeah, but it's also not correct. So, now on to, I believe it's your number he one. He changes subjects whenever he loses. That's okay. Number one is StarCraft. And I have to say, that is a very... StarCraft 2. That is to be, a, to be that I have to say, that, that is a very GG tasteless. That's a GG tasteless. So yeah, I have played several, StarCraft several, for... Several, several, several. Tasteless. Tasteless, several. Several. Korea. Career number one. Are you done? <laughs> I watched. I watched the World Championships. Were you, Kevin? When 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 were they on? Ooh, it was when, last year sometime. When Sarah won, yeah. No, November. BlizzCon. It was November. Yes. November. I, I, I really enjoyed that, but I've always missed it. Whenever competitive's been on since then. <gasps> it will be on soon. I say soon in like you know five months or so. <laughs> no, I mean just like any competitive tournaments because I've been. I've been wanting to watch it because I, I actually enjoyed watching it. Well, if you want, you can watch the the GSL, and um, that's Korean, and um, that's on pretty much often. I mean, I can get you um, a timetable for it, but um, obviously oh, the are a bit script because it's obviously in Korea. It's like a Korean gaming uh, the league. Oh, come on, I watch New Japan Pro Wrestling. Oh yeah, so you'll be. I fine. watch it live in Japan. Like the thing is, when I'm not at college, like any given week, I can be watching like New Japan Monday morning, and then it'll be like. You know, you know NXT the next day and Ring of, or Ring of Honor the next day. Then it can be back over to watch New Japan. Then it can be, you know, try and get my body back onto my actual time, time zone. And then it can just be like, jump across to Germany's time zone, then back to America, then to Japan, words, then to Germany. I just like watching stuff live. But the thing is, I watch stuff live from all around the world. So it's just like, I gave up trying to have a sleep schedule because I sleep better when I don't have a sleep schedule. But if I had to have a sleep schedule, I don't know how I would manage. You would try your best. Just the amount of stuff I watch live and the amount of stuff I want to watch live. There's too much to watch. There's too much to do. Not enough hours in the day. So, anything else you want to say about strategy games? Or StarCraft? You haven't spoke about StarCraft yet. Not yet. Should I? Yes, let's talk about StarCraft 2 a bit. <laughs> okay, so StarCraft 2 is by far what got me into kind of strategy games to begin with. So if you think about the original one, that was pretty sure it was 1996. I see Matthew nodding. Am I accurate in my 1996? Uh, yes. Yes, awesome. I remember that because 10 years later they brought out StarCraft 2. We had to wait a whole 10 years. 10 years! For StarCraft 2. And um, what was it longer than 10 years? Goodness, I can't remember. It's been so long. <laughs> no, ten years. So originally, when we played StarCraft when I was a kid, we I, I didn't really understand how to like kind of. Strategy game. wasn't a term. Yeah. That you understood. I wasn't quite sure how to game back then. It was just a case of, so if you if you imagine mineral nodes and you mine them, obviously programmers would obviously have like maximum kind of saturation, whereas I would pretty much have like one worker 
to a mineral node. So I didn't quite really understand the kind of relationship between like, you know, timings and stuff like that, which is fine. So it ended on me just playing the campaign, but even then not properly playing the campaign and like playing how you should play the game. And when we played multiplayer games, it was a case of we'll play on this map, we'll both be Terran, and uh, what we'll do is we'll have half of the map each, and then after like 20 minutes, we'll attack, which always ended in like just a, a stalemate because you just pretty much put siege tanks on the elevation, <laughs> and yeah. you're just like, you can't actually do anything because as soon as you move into them, you die. <laughs> so because, it was um, pretty fun. My brother used to play one stronghold, and a lot of his games seemed to go the same way. I remember he would always like have a period where you couldn't attack each other. I don't know if this was common in Stronghold Circles, because I've only ever played the, the campaign. Um, yep, you had like, you could have like a 5, 10, 15, 20 minute kind of no attack time, so you have, you're allowed to build up that. But then like, as soon as they had attacks, like, as soon as the no attack time ended, they would just like go and slaughter each other. And... Mm, yeah, it's the same on Age of Empires 2. They still do pro games on Age of Empires 2, and um, they, they sometimes have like no attack um, kind of yeah. peace time, as you could call it. But yeah, so when I when I finally when StarCraft Two came out, I don't know why, but I was so hyped for this game. I don't know why, but I was so hyped for StarCraft Two, and that's when I actually got into like properly playing strategy games, like how they should be played. Yeah. And I, I played it for the first couple of years. I played it nonstop, and then like the second, you know, kind of um, add-on came out, the um, Heart of the Heart. Of the, oh my God! I keep thinking Heroes of the Storm, Heart of the Swarm. I'm just like it just always gets confused because they're both hot. And um, so I played that one. <laughs> oh my god, Heart of the Swarm. There we go. And then obviously the third one came out, um, Legacy of the Void. And I finished them off. Funnily enough, the original campaign, I got 100%, did all the brutal levels. Number two, I got like 80% achievements, brutal. And then like by the third one, I think I got like 60% achievements, and like I did it all in brutal. But it was, it was still like the, the, always a little bit lower. And yeah. um, I played the the 1v1s, you know, multiplayer. It's like the kind of only game that I really got into, like, pro gaming, like, multiplayer 1v1s. And um, I got up to, like, Diamond before I kind of had a, a snag where I had to stop. But um, I never got back into it. But I don't know why. I just, I kind of loved the, just the game itself. It was so much fun. And um, that is why it makes my top 10, because top 5. Top 5. Number 1. That is why it makes my number 1 of the top 5. As if I had to choose a game to play forever, well, provided that obviously there was other people to play with, it would be my top number one game to play. Okay. And let's face it, the story so, was pretty cool. Let, let's be honest. Anything let's else play. you want to talk about in strategy games? Because we've no, we've no. been talking for a very long time. We've been talking for an hour and a I think I think my top five and my shout outs to strategy games will be enough. There's nothing else I really want to talk about on subject strategy games. So just quickly before we say goodbye, Hall of Fame. What's going on in the Hall of Fame today? I I want to put Manfred in it. You want to put who? Manfred. Count Manfred. Count Manfred. What's his full name, Matthew? Count Manfred von Karstein. Count Manfred von Karstein. He is a Warhammer Fantasy character. He is the vampire playing that. He's from the book. It was him I was doing all my necromancy with. And I just like his name. I like him. I want to put him in my Hall of Fame. I Why disagree. not Vlad von Karstein? I disagree. Why do you not want him in the Hall of Fame? Because we've, I don't know who he is. We've already spoke about him on the podcast. True. But that doesn't mean I want him in. No, no, we can have him. Sure, sure. We, can, we can have him in. If it's your can, podcast, you put whoever else you want. We can have the entire game of Warhammer. But if you're like in the Warhammer universe, we should go the Games Workshop licensing route and put stuff in in smaller unit sizes instead of just putting the entire thing in. 
Although technically Count Manfred doesn't exist anymore. Oh no. Warhammer Fan- Fantasy as a game doesn't exist anymore. You can still have a man. Count Manfred, you're going in the Hall of Fame, mate. Yeah. You will now be immortalized. Even they though can- you no longer exist. They can take you out of their game, but they can never take your existence. Well, they we all got that reference. They didn't even t- it wasn't even just that they took him out of the game. It's that they just took the yeah. game. Because it's bloody age Sigma now. Yeah. Hate that game. You've never played it. I've played it once. No, yeah. Unless I you've have. got 100 hours playtime, you're not allowed to give your opinion on it. I had that somewhere before, but I'm not quite That's sure. That's only a joke rule in Skyrim. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so yeah. you can't well, it's good that I have 300 hours on it. Yeah, I have like 200 and something. What's the, um, just, just to go into this really quickly, what's the most hours you've got in a game? Uh, I have played over a thousand hours of Rainbow Six Siege. Mm. The thing is, like, I honestly don't know how many hours I've put into Kingdom Hearts, Kingdom Hearts 2, Final Fantasy 8, Final Fantasy 9, Final Fantasy 7. If you could have to have a guess, what would it be? Roughly. It could be like a thousand hours off for all I care. I just want a number. <laughs> I don't know, I might guess like fifteen hundred on Kingdom Hearts two. Oh, Probably great. a lot pro- possibly higher. Maya, uh, and you can check this, I'm not quite sure how accurate it is, but um the most the most hours I have on my Steam is I think it's like thirteen hundred and sixty hours. But can you guess what game it is? Not StarCraft Two. StarCraft two. <laughs> no, because StarCraft is not on Steam, so it wouldn't show up on Steam. I said not StarCraft. Not, yes, well done. Matthew got it right, not StarCraft Two. It's it? actually Star Trek Online. Ah, <laughs> I was I into that uh, uh, for a long time. I was playing that. I prefer I'd never went into Star Trek Online. Yeah. Made by the same people, basically the same mechanics. The only difference to me was the setting, and I much prefer Neverwinter and the Is it Forgotten Realms? Yeah. The D and D setting. It's funny because I play a lot of D and D and I like Forgotten Realms, but I don't like playing D and D in the Forgotten Realms. Well, you should. <laughs> Why should I? I don't know. I felt like saying it. The thing is, I always have the maximum amount of fun in like tabletop role-playing games when I'm playing in a universe made by the creator, or like a universe that was passed down to the creator. Because a lot of the time, like yes, there are limitations by what you've already done in that universe, or like what whoever passed it down to you did in that universe. But you, you're probably the like person who knows it best, and yeah. I hate to break it to you, but the, but the Forgotten Realms is the original world that D and D was has always been setting. Yeah, I know, but I'm saying like I prefer homebrew settings, like how I've got Cenobia, which is my like homebrew entirely original world that I just used the D and D system to run in. Entirely original, yet yeah, Game of Thrones is very heavily inspired from. No, the thing is, there are a lot of similarities between it and Game of Thrones, but I made it long before I knew anything about Game of Thrones. Hmm. Oh, that's true. Look about suspicious it. cat is suspicious. I made it years ago. You played in it years ago. For one session that wasn't very good. Suspicious anyway, shall we, shall we end it there on strategy yes. games? You guys can so, talk on, all about D&D when we're offline. On that, like, 100 hour video... 100 hour? 100 minute video. Mm, nice. Because it, it was an hour, and then we're 38 minutes and 57 seconds into this kind of second recording. I would like to apologise for being such a long video. 
Unless that's what you viewers like. Unless you guys loved it so much that you're just like, quickly do a five hour video next time. We'll be like, okay, we will. Do a 20 hour D&D session. <laughs> no, no. It's okay. Right, anyway, yes. So, we would like to apologize and we would like to say goodbye. See you guys later. See you guys next week for me back in the hot seat talking about my favourite video game genre and we'll probably end up talking about a lot of other stuff. Most likely. We'll probably end up talking about D&D again. But we'll be talking about the RPG video game. And we will see you guys later. <laughs>